welcome to MSX International's live broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. So we're going to talk about a range of topics affecting the automotive industry and how the pandemic influenced that. Welcome today's guest, Philip Junge, who is head of customer engagement and Mark Overcome, strategic account executive. When we talk about all this digitalization and globalization going on. Digitalization and globalization was long there before the pandemic, but the last year been extremely crazy. And I think crazy is the right word for it. Philip, thank you so much for taking time out today and being with us. How did you experience the last year? First of all, thanks for having me. Yeah, a crazy year, like you said it, absolutely. For us in, who are working in the area of digitalization, um, it, it was actually accelerating our, our business. Obviously, everybody was all of a sudden looking for ways to digitalize business, OEMs, but also dealers. And interestingly, dealers are just... Obviously, that's, they're just much quicker because it affected their day-to-day -day business. Showrooms were closed, so they needed quick solutions. OEMs and the strategies were always there. So I think strategy-wise, we didn't see a lot of really new and, and, and fundamentally yeah, crazy things that, that we experienced. It, it, it just accelerated trends that have been there for a while. Yeah, I, I do agree. I think OEMs struggled a little bit to implement all those digital tools while the dealerships maybe been a little bit faster. What do you think? Why exactly is that? Because dealerships are just, it's affecting their day-to-day -day business and they're just much smaller operations. So for a dealership, it is well relatively easy to go out there and, and, and find tools that support their business. For OEMs, the, the integration task is bigger. There's other considerations in terms of IT strategy to be considered. So it's just a, a longer process. And then you're completely right. Really, in terms of looking back in the last year, I have to say, I, I saw a lot of discussions and a lot of ideas. But if you ask me if COVID really accelerated implementation of tools on OEM level, I would say no. No. Yeah, I think so too. I think COVID maybe forced the dealerships, as you said, to act now on it and to implement those digital worlds, like virtual showrooms, for example, and all this, while OEMs also still have the IT going on. But talking about virtual showrooms, you work a lot also globally. So do you have any results, analysis of the last year What's happening? Where do we stand today with this digital world? Obviously, digital world and virtual showrooms. Virtual showrooms are part of today's digital world and, and, and will be because we see and we have done so before COVID that there are different customer journeys out there. You have pure online customers, you have hybrid customers, and you still have pure offline customers. The task now for us and for any OEM is to really um, support the customer in his own free choice to take whichever route he wants. And then if you look in, in the business to consumer world and you look at e-commerce and you look at Amazon and then you compare to what you find in the automotive industry, then we are very far away from that still. Yes, customers are new to e-commerce, so it's not super necessary to offer that everywhere, but it's coming. But the transition from online to offline is, is part basically of each customer journey today. So customers configure online and then they move to a dealership and, and it's just not integrated. And the dealership has no idea what happened on the OEM website. Uh, you always start from scratch. The only thing you can do is 
copy a piece of configuration code and take it to a dealership. And, and for me, that's not an integrated journey. Yes, virtual showrooms, big part of the journey, super important. But dealership opening hours are during the week until six at night. Usually these showrooms are especially important on a Sunday on your couch when you have a question. So even there, there's a lot of question marks uh, how these transitions can be done. And very few OEMs have started central showrooms and seamless integration into dealerships. So even there's a lot of homework to be done. Absolutely. How are the customers adapting to this? Are they already realizing that this is not going anywhere? Because sometimes I have the feeling that people think, let's sit that out. We will be fine again. But I don't really think that it will ever be like it used to be before. This traditional client experience will still be somewhere there, but do customers adapt to the digital world? The, the thing is for me that the customers just today with all these channels out there, internet, YouTube, videos, recommendations, rankings, they have so many data points and so many information sources where they can look for information about vehicles with the emergence of these multi-brand sales used car and the new car platforms uh, there's just an online sales space now and, and and oems have to think about how they can cope with that and and so far uh, they have still have to catch up so the thing is really that customers are very informed today and 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 then you go into a dealership especially if it's a premium brand customers just don't want to tell the whole story again and in many cases they know more than the salesperson who's standing in front of them and that's an issue that is a big issue mark thank you for being with us today i don't want to leave you out of this conversation <laughs> seamless contact that is something what is on my mind how Important, do you think, is coaching employees to using those digital tools? Yeah, I think it's essential. When you have Philip talking about the, the sales part, that's where you really need to attract new customers and, and get the new people in. In after sales, it's a bit different. In after sales, it's all about um, the customer relation and manage the customer relation for now and in the future. And that's all about satisfaction. So that is important. The second part in after sales is, is the internal efficiency. And that's why you see you need to embed the tools really in the process. And if you do that, uh, then you can win uh, that internal game and the internal efficiency and not adding more to the current process. And if you do that, I think the training of the people is really important because I think the digitalization is not implementing an IT project because if you do that, you think it's simple, you give them the tool and you say, yeah, good luck and use it. But here it's something else. Here you need to train the people integrated in the process. And if you do that right and you choose the right tool and that's what the dealerships, they choose a tool what's closely to their DMS. So there you've got the integration. I think that is super important. And Absolutely. if you then, and if you then train the people, then it's really something what gives you a lot of benefits in your internal communication, digital repair orders, the video checks, and all these kind of things. And when you integrate that, I think that's really giving you the benefit internally, but also for your customer, because your communication is changing. You're going to a digital communication. You send them a video, what needs to be done. You give them the transparency on this is the status of your vehicle. This is what it's going to cost to repair it. So really, I think it's a bit different than in sales, but 
um, even uh, important because the margin is coming from the after sales and then efficiency is critical. I've seen so many projects in the past where we implemented a tool, we gave it to the people and afterwards, after half a year, the tool was on the shelf. So your investment gone. So you need to take the total package, see it as a change management project and integrate everything together and then it brings you the benefit. Absolutely love that you say that because me, for example, I'm a consultant and a coach in the field. Like I'm out there in the battlefield visiting the dealerships and exactly trying to do that with them to create this new experience, this new customer experience with all those digital tools. How important it is for me to be able to schedule an appointment for my car online when I'm not at work. Because when I have time for this, I sit on my couch And then I have the time to schedule my appointments. And I love all those digital tools coming with that. You mentioned it like a video. I would, like It's the best you can reach me with probably two once I dropped off my car. Is that what you were referring to? That once you dropped off the car that actually the dealership is able to send me a video about uh, the technical issues on it? Is that what you were referring to? Yeah, and, and before COVID, we were already working with it. But I, I see more and more dealerships and OEMs working together on this now, really to implement the right tool. And But then is how do you adapt that in, into your dealership? You can imagine a technician working in the workshop and having to show the, the customer what the status of his vehicle is. So you've got your other colleague singing a song just beside you. You've got a lot of noise. You've got everything a lot of disruptors in this video and when we started with this it was really the videos you didn't want to see the videos which were sent to the customer because you're opening a new channel you give a tool to a technician who was not used to make videos which is really difficult because if you give me such a tool the first time i can't do it i really can't because you need to get used to it and integrate it in your process you need coaching on that so what we did for an oem is for example checking out What is the quality of the video? So we are getting a sample of the different suppliers of that OEM, of the video tool. We are watching the videos. We are making a score so we can say, okay, this was a good video and this is not because we, we matched that to the standards. And out of that, we take the information and go back to the dealership and, and tell them, okay, this and this is going well. And here we need to adjust because we need to, the message needs to be clear because it's not only the tool that needs to be good, but It's the content what you give to the customer, which is difficult. And I see they are improving, but there are still a lot of things to improve there because it's a learning concept. And then we can't expect that it's from day one, it's good. So I think it's a very good practice for the after sales. And it's a learning moment that we really need to pay the attention to our employees, embed it in the process and make it, make it efficient internally. I also think, Mark, uh, just a comment here. It's definitely what you say is correct, in my opinion. Change management is super important, but especially with those, with those, wherever you have an interface to a person, you need to rely on the fact that person follows the process and, and interfaces with technology. So uh, if you want the, the person to have a well-informed sales conversation, you need him to somehow read about what the customer did before when you want him in after sales to do a video of how it works. And he also needs to know what the benefit is for the customer, I think. And, and I, I was just in a workshop 
a couple of days ago myself and, and I got one of these videos and then I asked in the workshop about how it is perceived by customers and how it's used by the people there. And, and one thing that struck me is for me, it's change management, but it's also a process thing because not all of the sales service advisors and technicians accept the tool in that workshop. So basically they made the decision to, to have a core team who's doing the videos. And so they're not forcing, I'm not want to say the older, but there are people who are more reluctant and who don't feel well in, for the, in front of the camera. So basically for, so they didn't force these employees to, to, to participate in that process. Instead, they basically have another team that supports them doing the videos then for them. And I think that is also something we need to understand that there will always be people in the dealerships who are reluctant to that technology approach. And we need to find processes that then cope with that and still ensure that the overall digital hybrid process is working. Absolutely. Yeah. I also agree. Like the technical issues on one hand, there will always be traditional people. Like it has, it's not even about age. Because I know older people who love digital tools and I know younger people who hate Absolutely. them. It's not an age thing. I think this is something what we have additional going on now. And we just need to find the right people for the right uh, spot. Like who's using this and who's using that. And also the possibility in the cars, technical issues in the cars. Is the car able to send out information? Is it not database management? All those things are involved in that process. That I, helps. I I kind of agree, Hannah, with what you say. On the other hand side, I think that the younger generation who's now growing up with this technology and, and also when you start at a new, as a new salesperson or an after salesperson in the dealership, then I think in the future you will have less of a choice because it's part of your job. So you will need to do it. And if you will not be able to do it, then somebody else will do the job, I think. So the, for the newer generation, it, it needs to be part. But when you have somebody who's been working in a dealership for 35 years, for sure that this is not the reason why that person will lose their job because they're doing an awesome job. They have a lot of experience more than the young guys. So I think just for the next uh, 10 years, we will still cope with the situation where we have both in the, in the dealerships. That's how it is. It can have a, a big influence on the, the way of the processes and the organization itself. You remember before COVID, I think it's, we had a, a service upgrade process where we implemented a service advice area, where you had a special time for an appointment with a service advisor, that process is still in place, not at all dealers, because it's not one solution fits all. In some dealers that fits, that works very well, it's really appreciated by the customer, you give them the special time. What you see now in COVID in the shops where you make the appointment, you see exactly the same. It's the, uh, what for me is very important, and I think it will be important in the future, is the human touch in this and the human touch with the customer, the moment of truth when the customer comes at the dealership. That's an important moment. Digitalization, tools to help that happen and do it right, give them the right information. But really, everybody wants to go out now. We want to have the personal contact again, talk with somebody, have the warm feeling. And I think the dealership is in a unique position to still give that to the people. But let the tool help you to make that moment. And, and the dealers are right for that even sales and then after sales. I, I fully agree with one exception. I think ultimately it's the customer's choice if he wants to go to yeah. the dealership or not. The yeah. dealership, sometimes I have the feeling in the industry that we still want to dictate what the customer wants. 
I think mm -hmm. that is changing now. And, and there will be customers who say, hey, my front tire is making a weird noise. I want to talk to dealership, but I don't want to go there. So even in the service department, I think live online service advisory will be a thing in the future. I, I just think that, that is the human touch. Absolutely. But I think you, we will see more and more human touch remotely. Yeah, I yeah. think we need to listen more to the customer's wishes. Absolutely agree to that. This is amazing. Mark, what do you think? Will we be one day completely digital? You said the human touch is so important, but you think it will die on some point? What Because does? with the new generation coming up, what Philip said, the new generation is coming. They will not know anymore about the human touch, maybe so much. Do you think there is a high risk of losing that? No, I think I think the human touch will always be there. We we are warm bodies. We want to have a contact and we want to talk to somebody. Sometimes I'm there and I, I just want to like to talk to somebody on the help desk instead of writing a chat. I, I hate that. Give me your phone number. I want to call you. And that's what you really want. You want to see the face. You want to you want to feel that. And and I think that's very important. I think that's my generation. And I'm probably a bit old and, and, and bold, but that's, that's the way it is. And I will be there spending money, I hope, for the coming 40 years. So there are different ways to connect and, and there we need to listen to the customer who wants different things. And, and we need to understand that, I think. So it's, it will never die. It will never All die. All I wanted to hear. <laughs> And, and Hannah, I never said that the young generation will only do uh, online. I said there's multiple customer journeys. You will have an online journey, you will have a hybrid journey, and you will have an offline journey. That's how it will be. And I That's think all, all experts who predict that the online will, will completely take over, I, I, I don't think that will come at all, and, and if not, not very quickly. I think the hybrid journey is the key in the future. Yeah. You, need, you need to ensure that that all processes along that hybrid journey are as seamless as possible because that is in my opinion the key to a satisfied and happy customer if it's his choice to talk to his service advisor online or go there physically that, that's just his choice and it's empowering the customers and i think that's what it is about that's amazing that's exactly what i wanted to hear to be honest and that's why i asked the question that way because <laughs> that is exactly it and i love that you mentioned it the hybrid generation iMotion, all those new electronic things going on, that's going to be the future and it's not going anywhere. And I think we can spend hours over hours talking about this. And this is why I would love to invite you guys um, to join us in our next live broadcast. Thank you so much for joining this one. I want you to stay healthy and have a great rest of the week. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Philip. Thank you. Thank you very much, Hannah. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye.